Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Beers and Ears podcast, broadcasting live from South Lyon, Michigan, in the hub of the Woolley family hobby shop here. I'm in my dad's workshop in South Lyon, the, the hub of RC controlled cars. This is Casey. And I'm Matt, coming at you live from the place that I normally come at you live from, <laughs> Woodstock, <laughs> Illinois. Woohoo! Uh, welcome into what is our final episode of the season. I have been out of town for the last couple of days, actually since Saturday. Normally, just to give you all a little inside peek, normally we record our episodes typically about 9 to 12 days before they air. We're actually recording this one, um, what, three days before it's set to air? Four days. I think, I think four. There. Yeah, I think we got yeah. four. Um, only because I've been out of town and, and it's just been hard to figure out a way to to, to meet up um, and and uh, yeah it's our final episode of the year Matt uh, kind of exciting yes I have some peanut butter whiskey to celebrate so classing it up on the uh, final episode of the beers and ears podcast of 2021 and like I, I have to say so yes I got it at a gift exchange that my uh, work was doing um, you know I'm in the I'm in a different business now and it's not something I've ever, <laughs> ever done. Uh, so it, it, that was, it was a good time. I, I had yeah. I had lunch today with my work friends, and that was a lot of fun. So what but, do you have to say? So what do I have to say? You said I have to say, and then you were going to say something. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Um, so I have to say that I am very excited about today's episode yeah. um, because the Nutcracker is something that is very near and dear to my heart. Okay. Um, this is This sounds kind of weird. Um, first of all, I guess we should introduce, we're talking Nutcracker in the Four Realms, and while you may be saying, well, isn't that kind of still Christmassy and we're done with Christmas, um, I'm going to put on my, you know, very nerdy classical music hat on here in that the Nutcracker is not actually a Christmas ballet, it is a ballet that is set at Christmas. Correct. Um, before we even get there, I'm going to try something a little bit different. Uh, and we normally do this at the end of the show, but some people might not hang on all the way to the end of the show. Uh, we love that you are listening to us. We love that you are listening to our show. But if you aren't subscribing to our show through the various uh, ways, whether it's through uh, Apple Podcasts or Google or Spotify or Stitcher or any number of ways, um, hit that subscribe button. It does help us. It makes sure that you know whenever we have a new episode. Um, if you're not a member of our Beers Near Facebook group, um, find us on Beers Near Facebook. Facebook, uh, Facebook group by looking for Beers and Ears podcast. Um, like the group, like the page. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Beers Ears nineteen twenty eight. Um, just different ways for you to kind of get to know us, share us with your friends. Um, you know, we're, we're coming on two years now. And we'd love for you to be able to to let other people know about the show. So I just wanted to get that out there because I don't know if everybody stays to the end when we cover that stuff up front. You know what I mean? I uh, I will definitely admit to some podcasts at the end being like, "All right, I've heard the meat of it. I'm done." Um, so I'm guilty. I'm guilty of when the the advertisement's coming on, just hitting that fast forward button. I've got to stop because I know how important that is. So yeah. Um, all right. So like you said, Nutcracker, Four Realms. Um, let's just kind of go through the, the nuts and bolts here for a second. Movie came out in 2018. Uh, stars Kira Knightley, Mackenzie Foy, a whole host of others. It even has Morgan Freeman in it, which is one of the things that attracted me to it. It's actually a relatively short movie when you think about it. It only runs for 99 minutes. Um, it had a budget of about $130 million. And unfortunately, it did not do very well at the box office. It only did about 174 million. 174 million. Um, not very well received. I'd say it's got like a 32% Rotten Tomato rating right now. Um, it, I think Disney was banking on it being 
a Christmas classic. Uh, like, and, and we've talked about a number of Christmas classics on this show or attempted Christmas classics. And like we said, Matt, it is hard to break into that category. Uh, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to break into the Christmas category. And I will say Disney's attempts at the like big budget, big name actor live action based on something has not gone well. So I'm thinking like A Wrinkle in Time, uh-huh. Artemis Fowl. Things like that where I think they like we're bringing in all of these all of these cast members. I mean, that was I remember a wrinkle in time. It was we got Oprah and we've got the the latest director and it's all this, you know, here we go. Here we go. And no one went and saw it. (laughs) Well, it's interesting because I think when you at least those two that you talk about there, um, you know, those were based on very well-known books. Right. Um, it kind of reminds me, it's almost like Disney tried to do Wrinkle in Time or Artemis Fowl. They tried to cash in on the, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe fame from a few years prior, or even really 10 years prior, where they made a bunch of these movies, but they didn't try to shove them all into one movie. They, they, they took their time, and, and each of the movies was based on a different part of the book, um, which in and itself, I think was was kind of a, a, a latch on to the Harry Potter uh, Harry Potter craze, which in of itself was kind of a latch on in a lot of ways to what happened with Lord of the Rings. I mean, when you think about some of these these crazes of let's let's turn some of these really um, massive hits of movies into big blockbuster movies, the problem is is when you go and try to take a book that is very long and has a lot of content and shove it into a 90 to two, 90 minute to two hour movie, you, you have to cut a lot out. And the, the, the base fans who would normally really want to see that and really get excited about it, they, they cry foul. You know, they I cry, think that's, hey. I think that's why TV series have been so much more popular for big books. Like the game of Thrones series, wheel of time is now on Amazon yep. and in their first season, I, I think you're seeing that become more of a popular thing. And I mean, Chronicles of Narnia is actually a really good case study in it as well. And that, I mean, they had plans to do the rest of of the books there and kind of by Voyage of the Dawn Treader, it just kind of fizzled out, Um, which I actually like that movie. Just I I get why it 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 kind of fizzled. If you look at and if you look, like you said, the 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 trajectory of of telling stories, you know, you had you had movies, then we got TV then it kind of movies became a pretty big part of, of telling these big blockbuster stories. Then, you know, TV miniseries or a special event series were away. I'm thinking of um, there was a sci-fi miniseries that came out probably 15 years ago, uh, 10 years ago, maybe called the 10 man. And it was a series told over three different nights, uh, two hours each night. Um, that was kind of a modern day retelling of, of, um, the Wizard of Oz and what happened to Oz like many, many, many years later, like generations later. And I remember I fell in love with that, it was, but it was a miniseries. It was, you know, it was six hours of content. Um, they were almost kind of doing what, you know, the Disney Plus series were doing way before Disney Plus was a thing. And that's what Disney has the ability to do now is they have the ability to create some of this content for these digital streaming services um, 
and and be able to tell an effective story without it being this giant massive blockbuster hit um again look at what they did with the muppet haunted mansion you know you could see them very easily doing something like that i mean could you imagine a muppet's nutcracker how cool that oh my gosh that'd be so much fun that would be awesome right that said kind of kind of straight off the path a little bit let's let's talk about this particular movie um this is one of those ones matt where um again it doesn't happen very often but where i've seen the movie and you had not prior to getting ready for the show right that is correct and i mean we we saw this is one of those in our disney store days movies and we talked about a little bit on last pod and so I mean, what ballparking? How many times we've seen the trailer? A oh hundred. I, I could quote it. I could. I could absolutely quote it. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, very much. You know, we, we were very aware that this movie was coming out, and I have seen the Nutcracker Ballet probably between ten to fifteen times. Um, that was a family tradition of ours, where every year, like second week of December, we'd go to the Whiting Auditorium in Flint, Michigan and see the Nutcracker Ballet. So I'm very familiar with all the music, with the ballet, all that stuff. And so, um, you know, when I saw this movie, um, I or when I saw the movie coming out, I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. But similar to why I didn't go see A Wrinkle in Time or Artemis Fowl or anything like that, it was just like, well, I'm not really going to pay to see this movie. And I'm not going to like really go out of my way to try to see this movie. And when I was in high school, I saw a bunch of movies because I had a bunch of time on my hands. Mm-hmm. Right now, I don't have a bunch of time on my hands. And so it, it, it definitely has to be like, uh, okay, I, I have to like really plan it, so to speak. And so I just never really, um, I never really did anything with it until we were looking at holiday episodes. And I was like, oh my gosh, we should... Uh, we should do this because I haven't seen it and I really love the Nutcracker Ballet. So I'm curious what I will think about the movie. So it's interesting because, okay, we we didn't cover this last year. Number one, it wasn't on Disney plus at this point last year. It actually, it had other streaming rights that expired like January of this year. So it went the first two years where it was not available on Disney plus, which was very interesting. Um, and, and when you tried to pull it up on Disney plus, you got a, a message said coming, you know, January, 2021 or whatever it was. Unlike you, I did see this one in theater. I purposely went, I was opening weekend. I saw it. I loved it. I watched it a second time in the theater. I thought it was a really great wow. movie. Now I want to call something out though. I've never seen the original Nutcracker. I've never seen any iteration of it. I don't even know what the story is for the Nutcracker other than it's a ballet and there's the dance of the sugar plum fairy. That is it. So for me, this intrigued me. It looked like a modern retelling of, of, of this, this, this movie. Um, I love Morgan Freeman um, and it looked really interesting. And of course, working at the Disney store, I wanted to be able to effectively talk about it. So I did get a chance to see it and, and I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was a a great movie so much so that I I went to see it a second time, both times by myself, but I I saw, I did go to see it both times. Um, so, okay. Um, let's, let's start with first impressions, Matt. Um, uh, no, no comparisons to the original. Let's just talk about this right now by the movie as in of itself. And then you can maybe talk about the, the play. Where yeah, okay. I I I cannot separate the two because okay. Casey, it 
from a fan of the ballet standpoint, it's fabulous what they weaved in. Really? It's okay. it's absolutely fabulous what they did. Okay. Um, stuff that that the weaving in the music where it uh-huh. starts out exactly like the ballet, where with that music. And so you get the feeling of like, oh, yeah, here we go. This is awesome. The the nod to ballet where they they tell the story of this land in a ballet. Yep, yep, yep. I think that was really, really key. And then the plot is totally different. So the plot. I was going to ask you that question. Is the Sugar Plum Fairy evil in the original music? No, no. Okay. The, the, the ballet has very little plot to it. Okay. Really, the big exciting thing that happens is like the, the ballet is pretty much this. Isn't the ballet like the thing, like the, the conflict that happens is the fight with the Mouse King or something? Yes, yeah, the fight with the Mouse King, and that's like in the first half. Okay. The second act is just like she's a show is being put on in this magical land, and that's it. So you just like okay. get all these all these dancers. So really, not a whole lot of plot. And so that was where when I was seeing the trailers, I was like, okay, I like that they're not just doing the plot of the of the ballet, but the mouse King again, absolutely something that is in the ballet. Mother ginger. Uh, the big thing with mother ginger in the ballet is that it's a person that comes out in this costume with a big giant hoop dress Mm -hmm. and then her children come out of it. Okay. And so when in the movie, it's this big robotic thing and they go into her dress, Excellent nod to what you experience in the ballet. Um, when the Sugar Plum Fairy, again, spoiler alert, Casey's already you know revealed this, but th- when the Sugar Plum Fairy goes evil, where it's this minor version of the dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies, ooh, that moment is so cool. Were you were you surprised when the Sugar Plum Fairy became the villain? Yeah, because I, I I was like, okay. I mean, it seems pretty straightforward that Mother Ginger is the the villain, but that seems too easy. Mm-hmm. And but I love that Kira Knightley immediately when she like becomes evil, so to speak, yeah. her voice changes. Yes. And I thought that was such like her her whole demeanor and everything changes, and that yes. was so good. So I I thoroughly enjoyed this movie as a fan of the ballet. Not that you can't enjoy it if you haven't seen the ballet, but there are so many good nods to the ballet that, uh, that I, I was like, Oh, that's, that's cool. How they brought that in. That's cool. How they weaved it in. I, I, I was not expecting to enjoy it this much. And I did. I'm, I'm wondering if that is why it didn't do as well as it probably could have is because I wonder if there's a group of people or a number of people who think that they have to know the ballet or understand the history of the Nutcracker to see this. See, for me, I'm proof that, again, I was able to go into it and enjoy it for what it was, and I thought it was a fantastic movie. And and again, to the point that I saw it twice live in theaters, I was disappointed when Disney Plus came out and I wanted to watch it for the Christmas season 2019 and I couldn't. I wanted to watch it last year and I couldn't. Sure enough, I was able to put it on at some point. I think I put it on in the fall this year because I like the movie. It's a good movie. I absolutely enjoy it. I think the plot is very well done. It's acted very well. Um, the it, costuming yeah, is fun. The like is fantastic. The it, cinematography is really yeah. well done. I think Morgan Freeman um, plays a really interesting character. I love the tinkering and it just overall I'm with you. I, I am very sold on this movie to the point that 
the fact that I've now watched it a couple times, it's one of those movies that I probably will put on as a holiday classic. I th- I personally think it is. I could see myself definitely watching this again and having this be a part of the Christmas season. And again, both of us are proof that even if you have not seen the ballet, the the stuff that I noticed was very subtle nods. Like it's it's not anything blatant. And and that's just more enjoyment that I personally got out of it. But um, yeah, let me let me ask this question. And we've talked about this with our MCU episodes mm-hmm. where we're seeing this new phase of Marvel Cinematic Universe and we're asking each other, you know, what do you think? Where do you rank this movie? And we've had to kind of backtrack on a lot of these rankings by saying, listen, it's we can't compare this to Endgame because it's not Endgame. And here's my question for a movie like this. Again, very quick movie, 99 minutes. And so, you know, you're developing characters very, very quickly. Are we trying, did the public try to compare this movie to a trilogy cinematic universe where we we are expecting these really well-developed characters over the six hours? And so when it's so quick, we just are like, oh, well, there was just no character development. It's like, okay, but that's not what this movie is. No, I don't think, first of all, I don't think the audience that is going to a Marvel in-game or Marvel um, uh, Infinity War is necessarily going to try to put this into that same, that same genre, I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I think maybe where this this movie potentially fell is that it didn't necessarily know how it wanted to be. Like, was it a musical? No, not really. It wasn't a musical. It had music, but there it really wasn't a musical. No, is no, there's it, no songs uh, in it. Is it a kids movie? Yeah, you could probably classify it as a kids movie, but it's not an animated movie. Um, it, it's a sophisticated kids movie to some degree or family. That's a good, that's a good way of, of describing it. A sophisticated it kids is. movie. I mean, it's a sophisticated family movie um, in, in 2018. Uh, you know what? I'm going to just do a quick little Google. What was at the box office in, in 2018? What was at the box office in December? <laughs> that feels forever ago it really does <laughs> um okay so here's here's what it was up against and this this might very well be why there were some issues it was up against aquaman mm. spider-man and the spider-verse which had a unparalleled unprecedented success the second one's coming out here next year looks like mary poppins returns and ralph breaks the internet wow so and honestly if i go further down the list hold on here um the Grinch, um, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Wow. Um, Man, that was a... And wasn't fe- November 2018 when Frozen 2 came out? No, that uh, was... I think no, so. that was... Uh, hang on. Hold on. When did Frozen 2 come Frozen out? Frozen 2 was next year. That was 2019. Okay, it was following year. Okay, my bad. Okay, but you still had... Ralph but Frick still. You had, okay, but if you think about those... those um, those those movies that I listed, just just the first the first five, right? Aquaman, okay, maybe not Aquaman, maybe not maybe maybe not Aquaman, but um, Mary Poppins Return, Ralph Breaks the Internet, The Grinch, uh, those three alone, and, and probably Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of of Grinder, uh, Grinderwald, those are very much family favorite movies. So, if I'm a kid and I have the chance to watch 
Wreck-It Ralph, or I have the chance, or if I'm if I'm a nostalgia buff and I have the chance to go see the, the sequel to Mary Poppins, right? Or I'm a Christmas buff and I have the chance to go see The Grinch. Or if I'm a, 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 a an IP buff and I have the chance to go see something that's related to Harry Potter, I can see why maybe this struggled, right? Because where does the nutcracker fit into all that? Yeah, it's a family, it's family fa- favorite, but it's like, again, a sophisticated movie. I think Mary Poppins might have stole some of that thunder. Well, and there's not really a nutcracker fan base out yeah. there. Oh. Like, I mean, I wouldn't call myself, I mean, I love the ballet, but I would not call myself like a fan, like fanboy of the ballet. Like, I, I like it. I'll go see it again. Uh, but it's it's not the same as like, I'm a fan of Marvel comics. <laughs> I can I could see like had Disney Plus been out had this been like a launch title for Disney Plus yeah as opposed to in the box office launch title for 2019 you get to see the you know, get to see this 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 magnificent production of the Nutcracker and the Four Realms and it's a launch title I think it could have definitely bought some Disney Plus subscriptions again I think it's a wonderful movie I just think that there's just not a epic fan base for it you know what i mean like it's just and, and for that reason i think it's a family classic something that will will probably have kind of a cult following over the years and will grow but i think for that reason it just didn't catch on in the theaters i agree with you i think this is a movie that people are going to uncover like in 10 years and be like oh this movie is actually really fun and i think the length of it is an asset to it yeah, I agree. that it's not a two and a half hour like, holy cow, we're really yeah. still doing this. Like it moves along quickly. The plot moves along. The plot's easy to follow. There's a lot of fun stuff going on. It, 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 there's even like a little bit of action in there at the end. But it it, it doesn't try. I guess the best way I can describe this is it doesn't try too hard. Yeah. And I, 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 if, if that makes I, sense. It makes total sense for you. I think 99 minutes was more than enough. I don't feel like I was, I do not feel like I was robbed from it. I think it's the perfect Christmas Eve or Chris, or as I, as I put on my Facebook post today, um, since Adam came before Eve, the perfect Christmas Adam movie, uh, the Christmas is <laughs> Zing. Yeah. No, I think it's one of those movies that, you know, the, the week leading up to Christmas, the kiddos are out for break. You're trying to keep them entertained. This is one of those movies that can do it. I do think that the movie could have done well, though, even better if it was a true musical. I think if you could have figured out a way to get some actual musical numbers in there, um, and don't get me wrong, I'm just coming off of watching West Side Story yesterday, so maybe that's where <laughs> I'm You're in a musical now. mood. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, if you think about some of the, you know, like, what, what could I relate this to? This movie I could relate very similar to, like, a Wizard of Oz, right? It feels like it's got a Wizard of Oz just tone to it wizard of oz had a couple of musical numbers in there this could have a couple of musical numbers in there and i think it could have done well for that i think it could have you know been very catchy um but again i do think mary poppins return stole a lot of this movie's thunder i do and and you kind of wonder from a disney standpoint like what was the what was the purpose of I mean, because it, it, like it's not just i mean take out the grinch and the harry potter you know the crimes of grindelwald Mary Poppins Returns, Wreck-It Ralph, or Ralph Breaks the Internet, and this movie are the same. You're, you're the same company competing for people's attention. And, and why, why couldn't Mary Poppins Return have come out in January or February? It would have been a great February movie. Well, and and I'm sure there was an MCU movie. Now, granted, again, I, I'm sure that the people that are going to excited about the next Marvel movie are also not excited about going to see 
the nutcracker in the four realms. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I mean, I guess both you and I are, are, uh, anti that where we, we are very excited about the next Marvel movie and very excited about this movie. <laughs> yeah. But we're Disney dorks all around. I'm looking December, 2018. There was not a, I don't see any Marvel release. Like um, would it, but in November that been in between would have been that a November would, release. That would have been Captain Marvel. I think yeah. because, because Infinity War would have been spring of 2018. Then we would have had Captain Marvel in December of 2018. I think, no, it, I think they skipped that November. Well, whatever. No, uh, it was Captain Marvel because then we went. I thought there. she was a like March or February release. Mm, I could be wrong about that. No, it was Captain Marvel. And then we had Black Panther, I believe in January. And it did so well that they, they put more of him. No, because no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 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 you're right. Black Panther was the was the was the, the January before. Captain Marvel was that. What I swear was that winter. Hold on, let's see here. When when did Captain? <laughs> These years all run together. Well, they do. Oh, March March. You're right. It was March 28th, March 8th, 2019. So oh. I mean, it would have been the November release, right? It would have been like whichever one released in November. So you're not really competing with it. Um, and I and that wasn't a Star Wars release either. there was not anything you're right wow we went a whole year but with that that was infinity war to end game no infinity that's what i'm saying infinity war went april 2018 we're talking that 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 winter december 2018 the next marvel movie that came out was march 2019 yeah we went almost a whole year. Well, no, Ant Man and Wasp was in there. Your favorite. Thank you. Thank you. That's right. That was that was Casey's favorite movie, Ant Man oh, and Wasp. That's right. That's right. I'm like, wait a second. There's but, no. But that still whole... that came out July, yeah, and so yeah, yeah. like we went. They really they really hung us on for the end of that saga. <laughs> I think I'm just so used to like this nonstop constant. Oh yeah, the last three months have been like all right. I mean. I mean, Hawkeye finished up yesterday, and next week is Book of Boba Fett, and it's yeah, like, all right. I'm gonna be watching the the Hawkeye on, on the way on the train tomorrow, I'm gonna be watching that. So nice. I, I'm very excited about that. And as I told you before we started recording, I'm gonna be catching Spider Man No Way Home hopefully this weekend. So oh man, okay. Anyway, for the new back. year. Um. Okay. Any favorite characters, favorite parts in the movie? I mean, I mentioned Kara Knightley's Sugar Plum Fairy. I thought she did yeah. a great job of, uh you don't suspect that she's the real person behind this. And then like her demeanor and voice change when that plan is revealed. And I thought that was just very, very well done. Um, I mean, I agree with you that Morgan Freeman playing a uh, uh, Dussel, Dusseldorf, I think uh, is his name. Let's see here. Uh, Drosselmeyer. Drosselmeyer. Um, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. And uh, anyway, um, I thought I thought he was an, an while he has very limited screen time he's not really like a hugely main character because um, he's not in the four realms he's in the quote unquote real world um, I still think his character is very captivating and has a mystique about him and and that's another I hate to do this but comparing back to the ballet that he's this very mystique filled character and that just is kind of fun so what about you Yeah I would agree with you I think. Um... I, I really do like Drosselmeyer's um, Drosselmeyer's a part. I think the relationship that Clara and her father have in, in, in 
you know, the, the freshness of here we are at Disney with one of the parents dying again. I mean, that that's a typical Disney trope. Um, one of the things that I did find really interesting, um, I, I, I loved that I felt like I was a little bit in the know when they do the string game. So that, that idea of follow the string to your gift, do you know what other Disney um, uh, uh, movie, or I guess in this case short, we saw this in? No. The Frozen um, Spring, uh, Frozen Fever. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, follow the string to your gifts. Apparently, this is a tradition in a lot of households. I don't know where it comes from, but it is a tradition where you follow the string through the maze to get to this gift that is typically left from Santa Claus. And that's kind of where that comes from. That's why you saw all those kids following the string to their different gifts and, and stuff, which I thought was really, really interesting. So I thought that was really fun as well. Um, as a parent, I, that sounds like a nightmare to set up. Like, I'm like, oh my god! As a parent, you're trying to figure out ways to keep your kids entertained. After spending a week with my niece and nephew here, I told my niece, my two nieces and nephew, I totally get it. But um, no, I think overall, I, I don't really have anything um, like that was overly uh, standoutish. I do think it's really funny that it's referred to as the Nutcracker. Yet the Nutcracker plays a relatively limited role um do you remember the, the limited edition nutcracker dolls that we had yeah i remember so let's, talk, let's talk merchandising oh yeah yeah because we, we had, had merch on this merchandise on this um you know we, we mentioned the the i feel like we have to start with the dress like we talked about this last episode but we'll kind of go into it so this this dress this it was a light up like 200 dollars dress right like well, it was you even go there okay disney store did this thing where Typically 60 days, maybe 45 days before the movie was set to release, they would release the merchandise. But the way they always did this, Matt, and you remember this because you would be part of these sets, is you weren't allowed to open the boxes. They would come in. They'd be in the back. We weren't even allowed to open the boxes. They would be, um, I don't even know what the right word, quarantined. I think that's Yeah, quarantine is kind of Quarantine. Couldn't open them. Do not open till this day. Then... You would open them. We would set the set. It was typically at the front of the store, but it was all like the general merchandise, right? So it was the t-shirts, the costume. The nothing t- spoiler nothing related. Nothing spoilery. But then we would get a second wave of shipments that wouldn't be allowed to be opened until typically like a week after or five days after the movie came out. Well, This dress was one of those because the dress that Matt's referring to, which I think was 149 or 199, was this beautiful light up gown that was for kids up to, I think it went up to age 14, 16, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It was that biggest dress size we had. And um, it's the dress that she wears literally, literally for less than 30 seconds at the end of the movie. Yeah, less than thirty seconds at the end of the movie, when she's dressed up as Princess Clara, but people would come in and this thing—they wanted to be able to take pictures in it. It, it was a, you it was gorgeous. Like it was, don't get me wrong, it, it, it was a gorgeous up. dress. And when you spun, it lit up. That was that was the key, yeah. right? The problem was it was a hundred and fifty dollar dress or two hundred dollar dress that came in a bag. And we would have sensors that we would have to censor anything over. I don't know what the value was. Like I think it was like $25 or something yeah, like $25. that. But because you had to censor this on the bag, they could just take out of the bag and rip the dress off. And that's what happened. This, and it was those darn gold Mickey jackets. Yeah. Remember those? I remember and those. Yeah. So many of these to theft. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was the, and to the point where we had to set it in a part of the store right. where, 
it would like near the back because it was just like we have to keep these in in the store as best we can Uh, well and and woodfield where that store was was not like how it was set up was not great for it was a wide wide opening where you could very easily get past people and i mean you know people are busy and People have to, you know, take care of guests and do something and stuff falls through the cracks. It happens. But this was one of those that like, man, like people would just target this thing. And yep. um, and then there were a couple other things that like uh, and you mentioned the um, a lot of times with movies like this, too. It's a very like this was very limited. So like the what they had a journal and there was a necklace. There was a journal because everything was associated around the key. There was. The yeah, key the key necklace. was a big thing. There was a um, an egg. There was a, mm. um, there was like a limited edition egg, but then there was the limited edition nutcracker. It was truly, it was about, I'd say about 15, 18 inches tall at most, a wooden nutcracker, but it was based on the nutcracker from this movie, right? And, and, and the character, um, they were a hundred dollars. They yeah. were a hundred dollar pieces and they sat there. They sat there and sat there. They sat there so long that when we got to our twice upon a year clearance sale, they were marked down. So we marked them down before that. They got down to like 50 bucks. They marked them down. They sat there. Then they got to the twice upon a year clearance sale and they sat there and sat there. I think our final markdown on these, I think they were $14.99 marked. And then we had 40% off clearance going. You could get this thing for like nine bucks i ended up buying three of them or four of them i want to say i bought one for myself one for my mom which i was just looking at upstairs one for my aunt and one for my sister-in-law because they were great christmas gifts and they're all numbered and everything right but like they they just sat there they were insane well because it's a it was a regular looking nutcracker like had it been now i get this wouldn't this wouldn't have fit the movie so like but i but had it been a mickey mouse nutcracker yeah or uh, uh, some kind of Disney character nutcracker. Oh my gosh, those things have been flying. Well, this but, goes back to what you and I have talked about before, Matt. Where Disney sometimes, you know, they'll they'll purposely do like a limited edition run of whatever and slap on collectible whatever to try to spark demand. And sometimes it works, but more times than not, it fails. Well, it works when it it works when it's story and character driven in my mind. Now, not always because, um, you know, after Mickey Mouse Memories, which was wildly popular for Mickey's 90th birthday, they tried to follow it up with the Disney Wisdom Collection, which you may which was all around Disney quotes. And yeah. so Which they, idea. it was a great idea. The I plush really looked horrible. Though. The, the plush was weird. Yeah. It was chintzy it, looking. And, and just like, it was also like it, the, the Mickey things made sense. So like the Mickey, the different Mickey skins were Mickey through the decades. Whereas then this Disney wisdom plush, you got a blue that was a weird green and had a quote on him mm-hmm. and same thing with, so it wasn't like this normal looking plush. And so like you weren't going to, you weren't getting the right crowd. A, a fan of blue was like, what's this? This isn't what blue looks like. Yeah. And, and it just didn't land. And, but again, they thought that, okay, we've got this crew of people that's going to come in for, for you know the the plush and collectible limited release we're gonna get them and it just 
didn't work. But I, I think for the most part, with a lot of their like figures, like I'm thinking like the like like the Nutcracker, that stuff moved fairly well. Yeah, um, I mean, every so your, often your you had a limited dud. edition dolls always seemed to do really well, and you know they always had the princess dolls that released, and there was always like a new Minnie Mouse doll that released that was kind of like that culture couture look. Um, you know, the, again, they, they hit the notes right on certain things. This just didn't. Again, I think part of it had to do with the fact that the, the movie just was not a, a success. Um, it is really interesting to see how they've kind of again when they now that they've moved to shop Disney and stuff that they've labeled collector. How is some of this stuff moving? Um, you know, whether it's the limited edition dolls or, or uh, again, the keys or, or whatever. It, it really is interesting to see kind of if they're getting the results that they thought they were going to get. Well, because I can't tell you the amount of times that I sold a limited edition doll or collectible piece by showing it to somebody mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they had seen it online or heard about it and seen a picture of it, but it wasn't until like a oh, that's what that looks like? Oh, I want that. Or one of those Dooney and Burke purses or, yeah. or, or whatever. You would you would take it out. You would show them the detailing. There was true salesmanship involved. Or if you're doing it online, it's it's not. It's it, You don't get the, an accurate picture of it. Yeah. Like it really like, I mean, if you've seen, you know, the the newest, every every holiday season, they released a princess doll collection and the I, those pictures have been popping up in my social feed. And the pictures look gorgeous. And I'm just, I, I don't know how to tell you all, like, I'm sure in person they look even better because those dolls always would come in. I had seen the pictures for weeks and I, they would come in. I go, oh man, those, those just look, they look so much better than what the picture is. Um, all right. So going back to the movie, are there any parts of the movie that you had a beef with? Yes, um, I felt like the the Sugar Plum Fairy's reasoning for being evil was really weak. You got abandoned. Like I got abandoned, and so I'm gonna take over. Like I, I'm 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 I I really felt like that was not. I, I I could have used a deeper reason. I guess. Like I feel like I feel like they could have written in a deeper reason that made more sense, mm-hmm. and. I, I, it, it just that that really did not land for me, and I also feel like the character of Mother Ginger, I mean, played by Helen Mirren, who is an amazing actress, just little, didn't little, just yeah, just didn't yeah. get enough screen time to really make me feel for her or anything. Like I it was like loved for like Mother Ginger to have been Marie, like to have been the long lost. Oh yeah, like, something along those lines. Again, I think the twist of the Sir Sugar Plum Fairy being evil was pretty good. I did not see that coming. Um, but I, I do, I do feel like, to, you know, the end. And again, I, I, this is just the typical Disney trope. There's always a parent that there's always a parent that somehow um, I, I do. I do feel like towards the end, it, it does feel like there is some resolution lacking a little bit, I guess. Like I know she comes back to the real world and she dances with her father and she mends the relationship. Um, you know, and again, sometimes these movies, I almost kind of equate it to how I felt at the end of the original Jumanji. Do you remember the original Jumanji? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So at the end of the original Jumanji, they set everything right. And um, the two older characters played by Robin Williams and, and the woman, time reverses back and they become kids again. But they retain their memories, right? Well, then they go throughout their lives and then 
they get back caught up to present time where they meet up with the kids again who were not born and then finally get born and like they 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 introduce themselves and the kids look at them and they look at the kids but you never really know if the kids know like if the kids remember even though they like like, i almost feel like there was just a little bit lacking of of okay does she go back does she, is she does she does she does she go back into this land ever again um it was it all a dream you know like there's all these things and, and i know they purposely do that because they let you kind of come to your own conclusions but sometimes i, I sometimes i just want a finite yeah purpose, you're you know? telling me the story tell me how it ends how don't it let ends. me yeah. have to figure it out if i had to figure it out then i would change this I, this this exactly, and this exactly <laughs> exactly but Overall, um, I think if I was to give this a score on a you know a scale of one to ten, I would give this between a seven and an eight. I would say I, I feel it's a solid movie. It's a movie that I will watch again. Yeah, I'm it's a it's good. a solid it's a solid seven movie. Like yeah. it's it, it, it's it's fun. It has lots of fun characters in it. You're not going to get to the end. I don't know. Like it's a very, just you you watch it and you go, yeah, that was a good time. I had a good time doing that. I think so too. It's a good 90 minutes. If it's a good movie, um, it's got some great music, great allusions. So like you said, to the, to the, to the ballet itself. So if you're a Nutcracker fan, you'll definitely appreciate those. Um, it's not going to have a sequel ever. They're not going to worry about redoing this particular movie. They might do another Nutcracker at some point, but it's not going to be a redo of this. It just is what it is. And I think it's, it, it definitely fits into that holiday classic mold, uh, in, in my book for sure. Yeah. And so definitely go and watch it. Um, and, uh, when this comes around again next year, make a plug to go watch the Nutcracker ballet. Yeah. All right. So, are we good with the Nutcracker before we kind of move on to a couple other things real quick? Yes. I, I have one quick thing that I have to say. Um, okay. um, this is not, not about the Nutcracker, and this doesn't need much discussion, but I was so proud of my wife. Um, she called the opening of a store, like locally, Rope Drop. I was there at Rope ah, Drop, and I was like, beautiful. I've trained you well. There you go. I, love I was it. so proud. <laughs> No, I just, you know, it's our final episode. So we mentioned this on the last podcast. It is our final episode. Um, of 2021. Of 2021. Yeah, thank you. You should, should qualify that. Um, you won't have a, and it's our final episode for the next two weeks too. So you won't have um, uh, an episode in your feed next week, uh, which would make sense. That's going to be the the week after New Year's because, again, we're recording this around holiday time. We want to spend some time with our families. Um, so we won't record Matt's going to pop in the final episode of the discontinued on display season two, the Beanie Babies episode. The reason why we're popping that into the feed the following week is because that was the, the episode where um, I was on as a special guest talking about my Beanie Babies knowledge, my vast Beanie Babies knowledge. If, if um, you want to hear Casey in a, in, a, in, a, in a mode that I never knew, I, this was a side I never knew of Casey. <laughs> if you want to see a side of Casey that you have never seen first of all you can absolutely just go on to the discontinued on display feed and 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 listen, listen to it, it but yeah. we'll also pop it in there if you're subscribed to the beers and ears yeah so anyway so that'll be out then we'll be back with all kinds of new content i think the first one coming back is hawkeye i think that's the first one we're going to be talking about but no um it, it is the end of the year a couple of, of of things have happened i posted actually right before we started recording matt you've been saying for months since they unveiled those golden statues at walt disney world that why aren't they selling these things i firmly believe that they got off the boats i think they were stuck on those shipping containers they're finally off the boats and sure enough 
they are selling them. Now, here's what's funny about this. They come in mystery packs. God of knows course. Disney loves their mystery packs. But they're like two and a half inches. You know what they remind me of, Matt? Figs. They remind yeah. me of the yeah. figurines that we used to sell on the packs. $10 for one of those seems a bit pricey for me, given that no discount supply. Um, but if you absolutely want to own a piece of, of that, they are they are available. They're not on Shop Disney just yet, but they're arriving in the parks right now. Yeah, I think that's one of those. And I mentioned this on the Facebook feed that that's one of those. I, I, first of all, I am not a mystery pack person. No. I know myself too well yeah. that I did I, it with the Darn Sorcerer Mickey plushes and I will never do it again. Yeah, like it, it, all that is is a recipe for me to sink way too much money into figurines. And 10 bucks for a figurine is is pretty hefty. And if it was 10 bucks for every figurine and I was spending a set amount of money, but who knows how much money I'll spend. And ultimately with all this stuff, I just wait till the market cools down. And then I go to the, to the resale shops that Mercari, eBay, go to the one one that I absolutely, you know, and get, get the ones that you want. Exactly. I'm not, first of all, if you tried to collect all 50 of those, my God, was that 500 bucks or five? It's 500 bucks. At least if you get, if you literally just buy one or buy 50 of them and expect to get all of them, like, I guess if they were to sell them all in like, like, you know how they've done with the vinyl nations in the past pack, you know, buy the whole pack guaranteed to get them all. Okay. that That's a thing. And I guess if they were to do it that way, all right, fine. Maybe some people, I, I'm not willing to spend $500. There are certain ones I want to get. Obviously Mickey Mouse is one, probably the fab five, fab six, I would like to see. But even then, like it's more trinkets. Like I've got a lot of stuff in my Disney room that, yeah. that um, I, I don't absolutely have to. Um, the figment one is another one that I'm like, I, I like, I just, I wish they did more park exclusive characters to celebrate the 50 years. Like, don't get me wrong. I get why they went with IP. Why, I don't have any problems. Not on there. Like he should have been on there. Orange bird should have had a statue. Yeah. I don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah. Like orange bird. Um, some of the characters of like, like buzzy yep. and, um, uh, I'm trying to think of other like park like park specific characters that that I, I wish they would have done more of that. Again, I get from it. We've talked about this on the pod where it makes sense that they're going in an IP that people know um, and not an IP that a small subset of fans know. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see that they uh, that they, they were doing that. You're right. It probably just got caught on a shipping container somewhere and so i yeah i just gotta you know i'll I'll scour the internet for for a for the ones that i want and um you know who knows maybe at some point you know this will be with all this stuff you never know i i i frequent thrift stores around my area and the amount of stuff that i've found at thrift stores that was i'm sure at one point super collectible and people stood in line and yada 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 and I see at thrift stores is like, oh, well, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to buy this for $3. My, this kind of leads me to my next point. So, um, you know, my two favorite pieces of Disneyana um, are pieces that are one of a kind. You will not find them anywhere else. One of which is a drawing that was drawn for me of Walt Disney by one of my past trainees. It's a beautiful 11 by 17 drawing that I treasure. The second which is something I want to talk about. And I wanted to thank my brother for, um, we had our family Christmas. And so we went to Disney world as a family back in 2019. And I, um, had the opportunity to sit on the bench where Roy Disney and Minnie Mouse are at. And my brother took a picture of me with my thumbs up in front of the castle. Well, he's been sitting on this picture for, for years. 
Well, he finally was able to pass it over to his buddy, um, who's a professional photographer, and he touched it up, dimmed it, dimmed it, brightened it up in certain areas, blew this thing up to 11 by 17, and had it matted onto a mat, but put my quote, and I've talked about Disney traditions that we all have on past pods, and one of my traditions is, is I always turn around uh, to the castle and and say, you know, goodbye, old friend, I'll see you real soon, right? It's always my tradition. He has my quote in the Disney lettering above my name, all matted and framed to this giant 11 by 17 picture of me doing this with Roy and Minnie Mouse, right? Um, I think when you think about Disney collections and things that matter to you, the things that matter most are the things that have sentimental value or the things that make you think back to special moments. And he gave this to me for Christmas. I, I cried and I teared up. Um, two pieces of Disney on that and the, and the Walt, the Walt picture. I think when you're collecting Disney stuff, that's the beauty about collecting Disney merchandise is you don't have to collect it all. You collect the things that matter most to you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's so much of it that you, you have the choice of stuff to go collect and yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's always fun to like look through my Disney collection and go, especially now that's a lot of it is like Disney store exclusive. And there's a lot of cool stuff that's like, oh man, like that was cool. That And, and, and I think that's going to be really cool in 30, 40, 50 years when Disney stores have been long gone to be able to go, yeah, I worked at a Disney I store. At a Disney store. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be one. Wait, you know, Sonny, <laughs> when I was your day. age, Disney's were in a store. Uh, not online. Not <laughs> in reality. Um, okay. One other question for you. So another article that got posted um, uh, last week or, or the week after, week before, I can't remember, um, was the article I posted about um, the anonymous investors or CEOs making their prediction predictions for 2022 and that Bob Chapek may step down. Did you read that? I read it. I, I, I felt like, thoughts? I think he just needs to get out of there. <laughs> like you see the article that he, he's irritated with Disney fans thinking that he's a cost cutter. Did you see that? Yeah. Like I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm I'm so baffled by all of this because it this is really simple to like in my mind it, you, you don't want to tick off your fans like <laughs> I'm not a I would not consider myself to be the greatest business person in the world but to me um, if I were to come on this pod and go all of our listeners suck and they're all terrible people that's probably not a great way he doesn't feel that way he doesn't feel that way it was a joke, yeah, it was a yeah, joke. by the way that is yeah, yeah, please please do not take that out of context um we love you all listeners very very much like that's not a way to get people like taking off the people that are 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 fans of your thing is not usually a great recipe for continuing no. on i i just i don't see what he could do. That's going to that's going to turn this around, barring like, all right, Disney World tickets are twenty dollars each. Like, I mean, it, it, it would have to be something completely ridiculous and stupid. I, agree. I don't know what he's got. And the thing is, is I don't necessarily know if there's an heir apparent. You know, I know we talk about Josh tomorrow a lot. I don't necessarily know if Josh tomorrow is 100 percent ready to take on that role, which is what's scary about this. What who is the heir apparent? You know, the one who was supposed to take it over from Iger ended up stepping down completely out of the blue. And so that's why Chapik was kind of rushed into that role. But my goodness, man, you know, in a game where credibility and reputation are all you have, 
he's blown it every step of the way. I, I just don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to be curious to see. One, I'm curious to see what happens with the Disney company in the next five to ten years because the stuff that's being worked on right now and under his leadership is what's going to come out in the next five to ten years. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. All right, and I've got two more things. This okay. One, this one's really quick. So I told you I spent the, the, the week with my brother. You all know Ryan. Ryan's been in the pod. He did the Cars podcast with us. He did one other one. It's escaping me. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. But he happened to listen to our Home Sweet Home Alone episode. And he thinks that we were way too hard on the movie. He actually liked the movie. He's like, it wasn't as good as the originals. But he thinks that we were just a little too hard on the movie. In fact, we were way too hard on the movie. He said that we went so over the top on that movie that we like literally lambasted it. And it wasn't that bad. That, that we, owe, we owed an apology. That's basically, he didn't quite say it like that, but it sure as heck sounded like that's what he wanted me to say. Um, so Matt, I want you to respond because I know Ryan will be listening to this episode at some point. What do you think? Were we hard on home sweet home? Alone? I mean, you're the one who probably had, the toughest criticism because I mean you literally sat there and said I hated this movie. So Matt, I'm going to give you a chance to respond to that. Um, after more marination, okay. I I have a slight. I'm going to emphasize slight more <laughs> appreciation of what the writers were trying to do. I disagree with the decisions that they made, but I have I have seen some social media things and uh, some articles that have maybe turned my hate into a strong dislike. Um, So, you know, it's it, it may have just been this was just not my movie. And that's okay. You know, you know, not every movie has to be for everybody. Um, so I, I, I don't, I don't think Ryan is an idiot for, uh, well, Ryan, I'm sorry you like bad movies. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't think that, um, uh, but, uh, it just very much not my cup of tea. I'm, I, I'm maybe, maybe I was in a bad mood that day. Uh, and, and just th- that was my, I, I let out all of my anger from work or something like that out on home sweet home alone. And, and I, maybe I need to apologize to that movie, but uh, no. Okay. So here's what I'm going to say after prior to coming down here to record this podcast, we were just watching the original home alone and home alone two on Freeform. And after we were watching them again for like the hundredth time, to the point that I was literally saying the lines before they came out, my mom looked at me and said, would you stop? Um, my original summary of Home Sweet Home Alone stands. In fact, I think my dislike for it grew even a little bit. <laughs> so the, the, this, the dislike that you, you lessened up on, I, I grew in, in my So it, it transferred. It, it transferred. transferred yeah. So we have so, the same amount of dislike on the podcast. Yeah, it just yeah. transferred beings. But to your point, if it brought, and, and, I, and I say this a lot about things that I look at and I consider silly, if it brought my brother joy in some way, or if it brought you, the listener, joy in some way, more power to you uh you do you 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 do you so okay one last thing and then we're gonna go this is not disney related whatsoever and i'm gonna take a moment of personal privilege here um 
to talk about something and I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry that I'm not sorry if this is going to offend anybody, but I want to put it out there. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, if you are not vaccinated at this point, what are you waiting for? Um, we've, we've made it known on this podcast that we are pro vaccine at this point. We are, we are pro getting ourselves out of this pandemic. Um, we had a little bit of a scare that this week, no one had it, but it, it's all around us right now. Um, I've had friends. Uh, I just had a, a friend of mine who told me that his ex, uh, girlfriend, both of her parents died within three days of each other of COVID both of them non-vaccinated. I have a number of friends who work in the healthcare field who are saying it's getting worse, that, that the people, 99% of the people who are coming through these, these hospital wings are unvaccinated. We've had a year of this now. If you're not vaccinated, and I'm going to echo what Rachel Maddow said on her show the other night, no judgment, no shame. If you've made a decision up to this point where you've not been vaccinated, you made your choice, no judgment, but make a new decision now to get vaccinated. There's no reason not to. We, we like having you as listeners and we don't want anybody listening to our show to not be a listener because they're not around anymore. Uh, and we want you to enjoy life and we want you to be able to go to your next Disney trip. Um, and, and I don't want to speak for Matt. I just, this is me speaking personally. Um, but I just, if you're not vaccinated, please go get vaccinated. Yeah. Um, no, that's fine. Use the, I agree. Use the platform. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and, if you're not getting vaccinated for certain reasons, make sure those reasons are based in yes. uh, real science. science. And because because I I do have people in my life that are not vaccinated because of real science reasons. Yeah, like if you can't be vaccinated, and this is another like if you're not able to be vaccinated, this plea is to people who can be vaccinated, but who are holding out to protect those who can't. And, and it just, I just, it's, it's, it's very personal um, how quickly it has, has enveloped us. And, you know, I was really hoping a year ago when we were having conversations about this, Matt, that this year we wouldn't have to do that, you know? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I mean, 2022 is right around the corner and here we are. So, but I completely blindsided Matt on that. He had no idea. I, was hey, I had no idea. On that. So, but that's that's I'm fine. Sorry. Like, I, no, um, uh, you are more than happy to, um, to use this platform to, I would say, say whatever you want, but that's not yeah, no, true. No, I would no, definitely no. edit out some things. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think we're, and I, I think we are really good about being a family friendly podcast, which is why families listen to our show. I, I, I heard, uh, through, through a couple of, I, we met up, I met up with Sharif, uh, you guys saw the picture, a longtime listener and Aiden's dad. Everyone loves Aiden. Um, I also um, found out that um, one of the, uh, that we have some fans in the Nuss household. I'm not going to say their names because their mom doesn't like to have their names out there, but the Nuss family loves us. So hello, Nuss Woo! family. Really glad to have you guys. So um, anyway. Uh, oh, I have to, uh, this is very random, but I'm just remembering this and I'm going to tell you so I remember to do it. Um, Sharif uh, Facebook messaged me a, a discontinued toy that I mentioned. We're releasing an episode, a very special episode on Christmas Day. Uh, on I the saw it in the, in, the, in the Zencaster. It's like, what's this? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so we are, we, are, uh, we are releasing an episode on Christmas and I mentioned uh, the thing that Sharif, because uh, uh, that was the first episode we recorded after he had sent that to me. So I need to respond to him on that so I can... Let him know that I did get it, and we did talk about it because I kind of want one now that he 
uh, <laughs> that he uh, sent me. I was like, I kind of want that now. That's so, awesome. yeah, yeah, he yeah absolutely. And literally is going back and forth between beers and ears, discontinued on display, discontinued on display, beers and ears. So it's like this back and forth thing, which I thought was really cool. So that's fun. Uh, All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, Thank you again. I mean, I know we're kind of, we'll do this again because our two year anniversary is coming up, but you know, uh, this, you know, the holidays are always a big time for me to like, you know, with Thanksgiving, Christmas, it's thankful for things. And, um, it, it, it truly, 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 we are thankful for you. Um, don't get me wrong. We would do this. This is fun for us. Like we have a good time doing this. But the fact that so many people out there and we look at the analytics of it, I mean, there's people all over the country that are listening to us. And, oh, and that just, that's wild. And I, I still remember the same thing that Lou Mangello said way, way back when we had him on where, um, you know, often you can look at, you know, you can, you, you compare, you're like, oh man, I wish we had, you know, 5,000 people listening to every episode. And don't get me wrong. I still wish that, but on average, I would say we get easily you know 70 to 80 downloads per episode easy you know it it then goes you know increases over time and so but to think about that if we were to do an episode like live episode at the house and everyone we could beam everybody in magically and everyone magically had the time that there would be 70 to 80 people or 70 to 80 family units or groups of people that would be around that's so cool to think about um, that that there's this pod of people out there that's that that wants to listen to what we have to say. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, when you think about our all-time downloads that, that we've had since we started the show, man, you know, we're we're up over I want to say like forty-nine thousand downloads of the show. Uh, let me see here. Let me click here. I just clicked into it. I'm sorry, not forty-nine thousand. Twenty-nine thousand all-time downloads of the show at various points that's astounding to me that that people have dedicated the time so yes i echo what matt said we love you we hope that you have an amazing holiday season a very happy new year Uh, we've got some amazing episodes coming up into the new year one of which we just talked about before we started recording the show we're going to try to maybe even get some of you randomly into the show to 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 talk for our two-year anniversary so more on that to come but um, lots of fun stuff to come um, it is closing time, Matt. So I think we should probably wrap up. We already gave you how to get a hold of us, but just one more time: Beers and Ears podcast on Facebook, at Beers Ears at Beers Ears nineteen twenty eight on Twitter and Instagram, Beers and Ears nineteen twenty eight at gmail.com If you want to email us, rate and review us five stars. Five stars. Let people know that you love the show. Uh, share with your friends who are Disney friend, fans, uh, Pixar fans, Marvel fans, Star Wars fans, Matt and Casey fans, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I want those fans exclusively. I want those fans. <laughs> I hate um, Disney, but I love these two. <laughs> I love these two person. I had somebody tell me the other day that, that my voice is just soothing and calming. I'm like, oh boy, okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, let's go ahead and raise our glass, Matt. You got your peanut whiskey or what's It's left? all gone. Oh, it's all gone. All I right, drank it all through this episode. <laughs> Matt, this episode's been on us, right? Yeah, absolutely. We will see you next time in the year 2022. Happy New Year, everybody. We'll see you real soon. Happy New Year.